And now, a message from Pastor Josh Carmody. I'm Josh. I'm one of the pastors here at New Covenant. It's good to see you all on this uh, January 26th, right? Is that what it is today? Sunday? Sunday, right? All right, we got that part right. Um, Is everybody good? Doing all right this morning? Hey, um, I'm just so glad you're all here with us today. And uh, I hope you've come this morning to celebrate the fact that there is a Savior who loves you, uh, cares about you, and has set you free. Amen? Uh, If you're going through anything, that you can get through anything with the one who loves you. Uh, He has overcome the world. So uh, no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, we are overcomers. Amen? Um, We're glad you're here. We've been talking the last, this month, actually in January, we've been talking about this idea of vision. Everybody say vision. Vision. Uh, So we've been talking about vision for the church. We've been talking about vision for our lives as individuals. And, you know, I hope that you're people uh, who have vision. You might not have everything figured out, but I hope that you uh, live your life with vision, with mission, with a sense of purpose, uh, that God has you here for a reason. And uh, that reason is full of good things. We've been talking about how we want to be a community of people uh, who engage with the Bible every day. Somebody say every day. And uh, I challenged us uh, the very first Sunday of this month to start a Bible reading plan. All right. Now, you don't have to start a Bible reading plan on January 1st. It does not have to be a New Year's resolution or goal or whatever at any time. Throughout this year, if you haven't started a Bible reading plan, or maybe you thought about starting one, or maybe you did start one and then you kind of forgot about it, you can start over today. You could start a Bible reading plan today. Uh, The Bible is important. Uh, In fact, reading the Bible might become one of the most important things that you do in your daily life. I mean, more important than showering, more important than eating, possibly even more important than sleeping. The most important thing you can do is spend time in God's Word. So I encourage you to spend time in God's Word every day. Every day. Someone say every day. day. And so our first challenge was to start a reading plan. I got something to tell you. I missed a day this last week. Yep. Just wanted to let you know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I didn't even feel bad about it. (laughs) It happened. Right? I think sometimes we start our reading plans and then we miss a day and we're like, oh man, Jesus doesn't love me anymore. I'm in trouble. I better not even go back to church because everybody will be like, did you read your Bible this week? And I'll be like, no, I missed it. Right? You know? And so then you're like, well, forget it. And so then that day turns into weeks and months and then you never pick it up again. So hey, here's the thing. It's okay. My wife and I, we were in Jamaica this last week and my wife read her Bible every day. Um, because she's far better at, than, the, at the, than me, apparently. But she read it every day, and I missed a day. I don't know if I was just so excited about getting out in the sun or what happened, but I went to go read my plan, and I realized I had missed a day. And you know what? It's okay. It's all right. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation. I don't want you to feel that if you miss one. It's okay. Just pick up today where you left off or whatever and just keep on moving forward because it's not about perfection, Okay, this relationship that we have with Jesus Christ is not about perfection and doing everything right and crossing all the little boxes and making sure everything's neat and in order. It's about giving our hearts, our lives, everything that we are to him in surrender. And so it's okay. He's going to still love you if you miss a day or two or a little bit. All right? 
Are we on board with that? So I would encourage you to start a reading plan. Grab a devotional. Man, get the Bible app and just read the Bible verse. They give you a verse of the day. Just read that and say a little prayer and start somewhere. They're like, I don't know. I can't do it every day. You, you can. You do a lot of things every day. We've talked about a few of them. And they're good things. And the Bible is the best thing you can do. All right? Is read that every day. We had another challenge to attend uh, our Father sometime, which is a prayer and uh, a Bible reading, just a time of, of, of reading the Bible and praying. And that's going to be on Saturday, uh, February 8th at 6 o'clock. So if you didn't make the one in January, we have one in February. Another challenge we had was to keep on running. How many of you are still running the race that God has set before you? All right, way more than first service. Good job. Second service. Uh, Run hard. No, I'm not kidding at all. Uh, You guys, run hard after what God has for you. Uh, What's a goal? They're not here, so they can't defend themselves. What? Some of you are here. More than more than first service, right? Yeah, I got some witnesses. Amen. Amen. So, what's a goal that you have for 2020? What will you commit to doing? Keep on running. Keep running the race that God has set before you. Last week, Pastor Mike uh, gave us another challenge, and that was to commit to being a thoughtful steward. A steward is an overseer or a manager, so to be a steward of our time and our talents and our treasures. All right, That's what he, he talked about, and that's something that we can be challenged with. And I want to read this scripture. Uh, Pastor Mike opened with it last week, and I want to read it again this morning. It's out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says this, Our knowledge is incomplete, and our ability to speak what God has revealed is incomplete. How many of you know that uh, the things that you know is incomplete? That you don't know everything? Anybody in here know that you don't know everything? Uh, how many of you in here think you know everything? We've got a few, teen- we got a few teenagers in the house. Um, so, right? I mean, you think, sometimes we think we know everything, right? But this scripture tells us that our thinking is incomplete. Our knowledge is incomplete. And, and I like how it says our knowledge is incomplete and our ability to speak what God has revealed is incomplete. We don't know everything. We can't know everything. We don't have all the answers, do we? And, and so knowing that, knowing that we don't have all the answers, that means that there is a certain, there's a certain amount of learning that should take place in our lives, right? If we know that we don't know everything, how are we going to get to know more? By learning, right? And so we want to keep this wonder alive in us that says, I don't know everything. There's plenty of stuff out there that I don't know. I was watching a a Star Trek movie this last week. Anybody ever seen Star Trek? Love it, someone says. All right, so Star Trek. Uh, at, they always talk about the Starship Enterprise, and that the last little bit, they says they boldly go where? No boldly go where no one has gone before, right? That is their mission, the Star Trek. It's all make-believe, obviously, but that's their mission. It's to go into deep space, and yeah, I know, it's a shock to some of you, and uh, to look for extraterrestrial aliens, whatever, all this stuff. They come across all kinds of crazy things. I'll tell you, my dad was a Trekkie uh, growing up, probably still is. Okay, is a Trekkie. Um, he's got the costumes. He's got, no, he doesn't have any of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding about that one. She has one? All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're a Trekkie. Okay, all right. That's awesome. So he doesn't have any kinds of, but he was a Trekkie. <clears throat> and I remember we'd have to watch Star Trek and uh, there, one, the, they encountered one of these strange creatures was the Borg. Yeah. 
a cyborg. They, their ship was a floating box. I mean, how freaky is that? Not, but the people, they were just one eyes and they were glowing. Gave me nightmares as a kid, right? The Borg, the cyborg. So Star Trek, they boldly go where no one has gone before, right? Um, you and I, we, anybody ever lived all of 2020 yet? How many of you are living 2020 for the second time? Anybody? No. So this is the first time we're all experiencing today. This is everybody's first January 26, 2020, right? Has anybody lived January 27th, 2020? If so, we can talk later. Um, so you, we haven't, we haven't lived. We're, we're boldly going where no one has gone before. <laughs> be, right? I mean, boldly going where no one has gone before. No one has gone into January 27th, 2020. You need to take that coffee away from him. <clears throat> so we're boldly going where we have not been before. So let's keep our eyes wide open in wonder for all that's ahead. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Let's pursue our dreams and the, God, and the vision that God has given us for our lives. Let's pursue those things. Let's live out our dreams. Let's live out the vision and the mission that God has put us here for. We've been given a gift of life. This is the only one we get. This is it. You know, I heard a quote, I don't remember who said it, but they said, death is what gives life meaning, right? We have so much time. We don't know how much time. We hope it's a long time, but we really don't know. And so the things that we do in life matter. We've all been given a purpose. We've all been given gifts. Pastor Mike talked last week about being a steward of our time and talents and treasures. The things that we have that are in us, our material possessions, the time that we have, they're limited, aren't they? And we have, we have, so we need to be good managers, overseers of not only our stuff, but the things that we do with our life. Because it's in life. Life, man, th there's so many things that God wants us to do. I don't know what the future holds. But I like what he said. If you don't use your gift, you sell yourself and the whole world short. You sell yourself and the whole world short. They say that the, the richest place the richest place on earth are the graveyards. Because that's where all the dreams and the books that were never written and, and the plays that were never written or the inventions that were never invented, that's where they all went to die. So they say the richest place is the graveyard. So we want to leave this earth empty. We want to leave this earth empty. I mean, what do we spend our time doing? Is it just collecting things and having things so we can have a comfortable time on earth? I mean, we want to enjoy life, but when we leave this place, we leave with nothing. I mean, we leave with no possessions. We don't leave with a job. We don't leave with anything. We don't leave with a title or a career. We don't leave with anything. So while we're here, let's pour ourselves out for others. We've been given gifts. We've been given talents. We've been given desires, <clears throat> excuse me, and dreams. Let's live our life on purpose. Amen. Let's live our life on purpose. Have you ever noticed that time just flies by? Oh, yeah. Just flies right out the window. It's just gone. Where'd it go? It's going to leave you quicker than you think. So live life on purpose. Be intentional with how you live your life and the things you do with it. I like he said, keep on going. When I think of that, I think of we will run. 
We'll keep on running the race that Jesus Christ has put before us. We'll keep on running the race that Jesus has put in front of us. And we'll do it in a way that is passionate and excited. With eyes wide open, full of wonder. You know, my wife and I, we went on that trip. We were celebrating 15 years of marriage. It'll be March 12th this year's 15 years. And uh, thank you. And so we thought, hey, why not go to Jamaica and celebrate, right? And I remember that first night we got there, and we were just showing the kids our room. You know, we were on FaceTime. Here's our room. And they're like, wow! You know, that is good. You know, you think the thing would have been added, like, gold and chandeliers and all. I mean, it's just a bedroom in Jamaica, right? I mean, it's a hotel room. And they're like, that is so cool. I mean, there were some kind of cool things, like you put your key card in, like, this slot, and it makes all the lights turn on from your key card. I was like, well, that's kind of fancy, right? I mean, it wasn't fancy. It was just techie. It's pretty cool. I was just playing with it a lot. And, uh, but anyway, the kids, the kids were like, man, this is, this is over the top. Wow. You know, and they're just so full of wonder. And when we walked into the room, we were like, oh, yeah, this is nice. You know, but we weren't like, wow, let me carry you over the threshold, right? I mean, there were, it was not like, oh, it was not, it was just like, that's ah, hotel room, you know? I mean, it's like blues and whatever, like nice and tropical colors or whatever, but it's, that was it. <clears throat> it wasn't like, we weren't like blown away by the, the majesticness of our room or whatever. I know it's not a word, but we're going with it. So everything in life, conspires against wonder. Everything in life conspires against that wonder. We don't have to teach it out of it. It just happens. We, we see more and more hotel rooms. We go to more and more places or we do this or that. And it's just life. We just don't feel inspired. There's, not, there's just nothing that takes our breath away anymore. Unless you walk outside on a windy 20 below day, then your breath is like, <laughs> you can't breathe. I get that one. But like when we're so awestruck and in wonder of something God's done or someone has done, it's just takes our, it just doesn't happen that often. Because everything in life conspires against wonder. But here's the thing. There's more to see than what I have seen. There's more for us to see in 2020. There's more for us to see in the future than what we've already seen. I want you to know that there are things ahead of you that are better than the things that are behind you. That there are things ahead of us in this year that are better than the things that are behind I don't know, Josh. Things are pretty good. I know I came back from a week of Jamaica, time in Jamaica. But there are things better ahead of me than what was behind me. There are things ahead of you that are far better than anything behind you. God has good plans for us. He has good intentions for us. And here's the thing. If you think you already know everything, then you'll never have any wonder again. You'll never learn anything. If we say, I know what 2020 will be like, it'll be like 2019. There's no hope. There's no anticipation. There's no wonder. We should be wide awake in wonder and say, God, this is a new year. It's a new day. It's a new moment. And the possibilities are endless. You have put something inside of me and I can't wait to see that come out. I can't wait to see what the future holds. I can't wait for what you're going to do in my life and in my family, my friends and those who love. I am so excited about the future. But do we do that? I mean, is that how we wake up in the morning or is it just like, meh, it's Monday. <laughs> Look at Joshua 3. It says, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. 
So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you will set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know, by, uh, that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. The nation of Israel was about to pass, cross over the Jordan, and enter into the land that they were promised. And they were told there that they needed to go behind the Ark of the Covenant. They needed to go behind the presence of the Lord, and they should stay a distance from it so that they would know where to go because they had not been this way before. I got news for you today, and it's good news. You haven't been this way before. You don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what 2020 holds. You don't know what's going to happen in your life, good, bad, or otherwise, in 2020. And so what do we do? We need to keep our eyes on God and say, God, you're going to lead me. You're going to guide me. You're going to direct me. I have no idea what's in front of me this year, but I am excited, and I know that you've prepared the way for me. And so I'm going to follow you. And I know that this year is going to be better than last year. And I'm so excited about what the future holds for me. They had not passed this way before. Maybe 2020 is the first year of your life that you go through it sober. I don't know. Maybe 2020 is the first year of your life that you go through uh, your adult life without a relationship. I don't know. Maybe 2020 is the year that you decide that you're going to read your Bible every day and you've never done that before. God's got some good things in store for you this year. Don't be afraid. Trust in the Lord. Look to him. If you haven't lived this life yet, then look to God. None of us have. Every day we should look to God. Every day we should look to him and say, this day, I haven't been here before. I need to look to God to know where to go. This next day, I haven't been this way before. I'm looking to God because he goes ahead of me and prepares the way for me. I'm looking to him, the author and the finisher of my faith. I know that he sets his word as a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So I'm going to get in his word. I'm going to trust in him and I'm going to look to him because I haven't been this way before. What gets hard is we go through life and we say, this day looks a whole lot like yesterday. And I know how to take care of that. I can do that with God's help. And that's a problem. We need God's presence to lead us. God was doing something new. He's doing something new today. And his people were ready to walk into it. Man, I hope you're ready to walk into whatever it is that God wants to do in your life in 2020. My fifth challenge, this is this series, is to keep wonder wide awake. Keep wonder wide awake. I wonder what this year will bring. God, I want to be amazed and blown away. I want to just even in the little things. Thank you for the breath that you have put in my lungs today. That means that my job on this earth is not done. And as long as I have like breath in my lungs, I'm going to tell people of your love. I'm going to do a good job at work. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be deceitful. I'm not going to do any of those things. I'm going to live my life for you because you put the breath in my lungs. So I give this day, I give this life, I give everything that I am to you. I'm going to keep wonder wide awake. We don't know what tomorrow brings, do we? But we move forward into the future with the Holy Spirit leading the way. We don't know what tomorrow brings, but we move forward into the future with the Holy Spirit leading 
the way. As a church, this last year, we purchased a half acre of land to the north. You guys hear us talking about that at all? Purchased a half acre, now we sit on about 10 acres of land. People ask me all the time, Josh, what are we going to do with that land? What are we going to do with that land? You guys ready for the answer? I got an answer for you. You ready to know what we're going to do with the land? I don't know. That's what we're going to do. Do I have ideas? Yeah. Am I going to share them today? No, we're not going to talk about them today. But do I have some thoughts? Sure. But are they from God or are they just in my brain? I don't know. So we're not talking about them today. But we have thoughts. We have ideas. People have contact. People know we have it, right? So it's like there are things moving. God knows. I don't know. I don't know. Good answer? All right. Cool, cool. Good, good, good. Um, But there is something. There's a scripture in 1 Chronicles 4. Um, that I want to read this morning. It's called the Prayer of Jabez. You guys ever heard of this? All right, let's read it real quick. It says, There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. So this word, Jabez, let me tell you what it means. Jabez means pain. It literally means he causes or will cause pain. How would you like that for a name? Some of you are mad at your parents for giving you the name that you got, but what about Jabez? It means he will cause pain. It's like, gee, thanks, Mom and Dad, for that one. Appreciate that. I mean, because childbirth was hard, so she calls him a pain. You're a pain. I mean, it's kind of the territory, I feel like. So they call him pain. You, You will cause pain. That's just a unfortunate thing for him. So he prays to God and he asks for four things. He says, oh, that you would bless me, that you would be with me in all that I do, keep me from all trouble and pain. And he also says, expand my territory. So he says those four things. When I think of that word, expand my territory, you think of that word territory. Then we think, well, we've got, we just expanded. It was only by a half an acre, but we have this land. We have this territory. But what that word means, it means physical space and land and all that stuff. But it also can mean influence. Expand my influence. It could mean opportunity. Expand my opportunity. It could be expand my responsibility. So we have this land, and my prayer, even though I don't know exactly what we're going to do with that land or whether it'll be sooner or later or what will happen, what I do know is I want us to be able to use the building and the property that God has given us to expand our influence, to expand our influence and opportunity and outreach in this community. So I ask you a favor. Would you pray? Would you pray that we would be able to expand our influence, that we would be able to expand our opportunity and our reach in this community and in people's lives that would impact the gospel? Would you guys do that? Would you guys do that? That would impact the kingdom of heaven so people could come to know who Jesus Christ is because of the work that we're doing right here in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Can you pray with me on that? I would appreciate it. This year, January 2nd, Dan over there started as our family pastor. He's waving at you. Very, very enthusiastically. And as a family pastor, he oversees our infants through young adults. Um, and when we talk about this, this is kind of a new position that we haven't had. We had Pastor Doug had kind of been in our children's pastor. We hadn't had someone that was like young children all the way up to young adults to kind of cast a vision and mission for that whole department. And because we care about kids, we love kids, we want to see them grow up in the fear of the Lord. We want them to know who Jesus is, to have a relationship with him, to worship him, to honor him, to live their lives for him and take the gospel message to their schools and the people around them so that others can know who Christ is. Amen. And so we want that to happen. 
and but we've never really had a family pastor before. And so we're this is something that we're not exactly sure what it's going to look like, but we're learning, aren't we? And we're moving forward because we know that it's important and we want to give time and attention to it. And so we have pastors here in Jeremiah 3.15. Check out what pastors are for in case you were wondering what we're supposed to be doing. It says, I'll give you shepherds after my own heart who will guide you with knowledge and with understanding. I'll give you shepherds after my own heart who will guide you with knowledge and understanding. We have shepherds, pastors who care about you. We have people here who care about you, everyone on staff, as a team. We love you and we care about you. And this says we want to guide you in knowledge and understanding. Maybe you think, well, preachers and pastors, they're there so they can tell us what to do. We're not here to tell you what to do. We're here to guide. We're here to help guide, to lead you to the water, and then it's up to you to drink. We're here to guide you in knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding. How do, you, how do you learn more? How do you know more? Well, the way that it works for me is I read God's word. And so that's why when we come together on a Sunday morning, we talk about God's word. We read God's word and we discuss God's word together. And then we encourage you to go home and read God's word every day. That's us guiding you in knowledge and understanding. Look at Ephesians 4. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. You see what our responsibility is? It's to equip you. Someone say, me. me. God's people. You, we are to equip you, God's people, to do his work. That's what you're here to do. You're like, no, I'm just here to like be at church. Like, I just come to church. That's all I do. No, no, no. You come to church so that we can equip you and prepare you for you to go out and do the work that Jesus Christ would have you to do. To go into the world and make disciples. To live a life that says, oh, there's something different about that person. I want to be like that person. Oh, well, you can be. You just have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and love him. Like, just turn your heart over to Jesus. I need you guys to go out and be Jesus to this world. That's why we say church isn't over when the service ends. Church isn't over when the service ends. Who's the church? Who's the church? Who's the church? We are the church. C-H-U-R-C-H. You are the church. Stuck right in there. Without you are, we have what? Okay, so we need you. <laughs> so looking ahead, we've been talking about vision and looking ahead with wonder. We have a general idea. We'll just start saying that when we leave. And remember, <laughs> we have a general idea of where we are going as individuals and as a church, but it's not crystal clear. I already told you I don't know what we're going to do with the land. We'll do something, but I don't know what. It's not crystal clear. But I do know something for certain. You ready for this? I know this for certain. You ready? We will run. We will run. We're not a church of lazy folk. I mean lazy spiritual. I hope we're not lazy physically, but I'm talking about spiritually. We are not a church of lazy spiritual people. We will run. We will run. Good job. <laughs> Hebrews 12 says this. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we'd better get on with it. 
Strip down, start running, and never quit. Someone say never quit. Never quit. quit. Keep going. Never quit. But I'm tired. Never quit. But I don't really like this job. Never quit. Yeah, but you don't know what happened. Interrupt me. Never quit. All right. I didn't have anything for that one. You were supposed to. Okay. So no extra, no extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. Don't let those sins hang on you like a parasite and suck the life out of you. Look at this. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished the race that we're in. Study how he did it. How do you study how Jesus did things? Read the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John is full of the stuff that Jesus did. So this is telling us to study. I wonder how we would do that. I wonder if we read the Bible every day. Yeah, I bet if we read the Bible every day, we could find out how Jesus wanted us to live. I don't know, sidebar. Here we go. So study how he did it. Look at this. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. This is why we talk about mission. This is why we talk about vision. He never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. When you find yourselves, which means it's going to happen from time to time, when you find yourselves flagging in your faith, when you find yourselves crawling instead of running, when you find yourselves slowing down, Getting a little spiritual lazy. Here's what you got to do. Go over that story again. Go over the story again of what Jesus Christ has done for you. Item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. When your faith begins to fail, when you start going crawl, and you're like, we're singing, we will run, and you're like, no, I won't. Do you say, hey, I'm going to go back over that list of all that Christ has done for me, and that is going to shoot adrenaline into my souls. I'm going to be pumped up. I'm going to be ready to go, and I'm going to run the race that he has set before me. Amen? Amen. We will run. supposed to be more than that. We will run. Good job. For more information on New Covenant, contact us at 3318 Fifth Avenue South, Fort Dodge, Iowa, 50501. Or you can call us at 515-955-6222.